All episodes of the Real Women in Business podcast reflect the opinions and views of the guest and Cass McCrory and do not reflect official policy or position of employers or clients. Thank you. You're listening to the Real Women in Business podcast. I'm your host, Cass McCrory, and in this podcast, we highlight women in all kinds of businesses. For yourself, someone else, full-time, part-time, overtime hustle, Together, we will learn from and with one another. And if we get it right, it'll lift us all. Let's get into it. Friends, today we're talking to Linda Cormier. She is a coach, inspirational speaker, writer, and she's all about bringing women along on their journey to heroic joy. We cover a lot of ground in this short time about listening to our inner voice, trusting, how we support the joy and what's here for us in life. You're going to love this conversation and leave smiling. Uh, Let's get into it. Linda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I want us to kick off where we always do. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in the world. Well, I am a wife, mother, speaker, business owner. I live and was raised in Southern California. And what I do in the world, I guess if I had to put it in a nutshell, is I try to help women hear their voice, use their voice, and trust their voice. I guess that kind of encapsulates it. And some good men. Women and some good some good men. <laughs> I like that. Where do you think we struggle in that you know, in that three-part approach, like do women struggle with one area more than another, or is it all over the board? You know, it's taken me years to figure it out, but uh, it was probably over 20 years ago, I was asked if I could give one tip for success. And I said, just open your mouth and your heart at the same time. Like whether it's in business or parenting and relationship, if you do the both things, you can't go wrong. And everybody was like, oh, I love that. And people quoted it and like it was on t-shirts. <laughs> so it was like it, it was really well received until about a decade later, I realized no one's doing it. Like I, I know it sounds great, but they're not doing it. And the reason that they weren't doing it and what I, that, that three-part thing, it's the trust part. It's, you know, we live in a world that a lot of people judge us. And so it's trusting that what you say isn't going to be judged. It's trusting your gut and your heart, even if it's been broken. And it feels like that compass may be off a little bit. And so I think the biggest part is in the trust. I think people find their voice. They want to use their voice, but it's in the trusting their voice where the work needs to happen. This is such a timely conversation. I think, I, I don't know if you had an opportunity to listen to the episode that I recorded with Gina Romner. She is an astrologer, yoga nudra teacher. And in that conversation, she said something that just broke me open, which is about how many times I have broken my own self-trust. Yeah. And I recognize in doing a lot of journaling since that conversation that- yeah. It came from a good place. It came from a place of wanting to overpromise to myself so that I could deliver. Yeah. But I recognized that every time that I made that promise and I didn't keep it, whether it was, I'm going to work out in the morning or I'm going to go to bed early or I'm only going to have one glass of wine or all of these little promises that I was making and not keeping, I was breaking my own trust. 
It's so funny that you're saying this because literally for two decades at the end of my seminar, I teach like a five hour seminar. I invite people to make one promise to themselves. I don't care if it's eating a green apple every day to make one little promise that you keep for 30 days. Because when you do, when you would never break that promise to a friend, if you say, I'm going to be there, you're going to be there. But when we do that, we erode our self-esteem and you can't outperform your self-esteem. So I can't believe you're saying this. I, I, I mean, that's, well, I can, it's kind of how the world works, but I, I love that. And it is really true. And it's just baby steps. You know, it comes from the right place. Of course, we're going to make promises to ourselves, but honoring ourselves the same way we honor others takes extra effort. <laughs> it does. I love this idea of, you know, asking one thing that you're going to keep the promise to yourself and then holding yourself accountable to that. You know, the green apple, like that's a lovely you know, I'm going to eat an apple every day. Like that's a lovely promise and perfect follow through is accessible. Totally. And what's so crazy is how you feel. It's like, I did it as if you climbed Mount Everest. Right. But it's, it's because it is the fact that you did it. It's that you set your mind to do something and you did it. And then you can build from there. This, this year I added, um, doing calf raises when I wait for my coffee to boil. Um, with the water for my coffee to boil. Calf you know, raises. Yeah. Yeah. Because when think, I get sore and so I need to do calf raises and I don't take the time to do it, but I will not miss my coffee. <laughs> so. so you paired that habit and that, that trust building act together. Yeah. What other ways can we, tactical ways, are you seeing people do this successfully right now? Well, building trust, I think it's recognizing, you know, I have this, this, a couple of different phrases and I encourage people pick whichever one resonates with you and then kind of remember that so that you trust yourself. One is, I feel like we're all stars wrapped in skin. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but I love that phrase. Like we're stars wrapped in skin. So if we are stars and we're magical, extraordinary beings, then why wouldn't we trust ourselves? Um, Another phrase is I'm required. I I believe that everyone who's put on the planet was required, regardless if it was an accident. You know, I, I, I have a nephew that's 10 years apart from the other nephew, but he was required. And so when we believe that we are required, then our voice is required, then we have a responsibility to trust our voice. So I'm required, a star wrapped in skin. Um, The other one that I love is a Michelangelo quote that says, I saw an angel in the marble and carved until I set her free. And I think if we can remember that, I encourage people to wear a little bracelet. Sometimes I'll send people that I do coaching with, I'll just send them a little inexpensive, you know, like from Michael's or something like that. And and just keep it on and, and, and have it, ground you and remind you of who you are and that, you know, the world needs the miracle of you. So when you remember that it's a little easier to trust yourself. Absolutely. Creating a talisman, having, you know, this is something that is going to draw me back to what is important in this moment. You know, I'll, I'll share with people, you know, when you find that your necklace is wrong, you know, you've got your, your clasp, that is an invitation for you to bring your intention back into focus and like, look at all of these things as a reason to trust yourself because yeah, we are all magic. 
And, and I think the other thing that really helps, um, people always say this phrase, everything happens for a reason. You know, I, I've heard that phrase for a long time. And I've challenged my own children that are now 26 and 23, that whenever that concept would come up or they would hear someone say that, to really replace it, that everything happens for my good and benefit. And so that... Uh that that you have to trust yourself you have to trust your voice because even those things that feel like massive boulders that you're falling over in and they've been put in your life as obstacles when we can learn to be grateful for those and we can say everything happens for my good and benefit sometimes i'm going to know it right away but other times it's going to be a couple of years and then i'll reflect and go oh that's why i walked right through that window and knocked out the screen door in front of everybody or whatever, you know, whatever right. it is. Yeah. Everything happens for my good and benefit. Yeah. That is a very trusting phrase of the larger universe, not just of our own capacity, but yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a quote I read luckily when I was really young, um, that said in every adversity lies a seed of equal or greater benefit. Um, and so I've, I had heard that when I was really, really young and somewhere along the line, I just kind of synthesized it into, well, if that's the case, then everything happens for my good and benefit. And so I allow myself, obviously, if something really bad happens, I've been through heartache and tragedy like everyone else. So I allow, allow myself those feelings, but I have a constant like hope in my bones that on the other side of it, something's waiting for me for my good and benefit. That is really nurturing. You. When you look at, you know, how we support ourselves, how are you supporting yourself in the work that you're doing? Well, I have to say last year in 2020, I started a few new habits um, to really nurture myself. Uh, it was it was a hectic year for everybody, but very busy year for both or all the businesses that I run. Um, but one of the things that I did is I actually implemented, I had created a planner because people wanted to know this affirmation that I said or whatever. So I created a planner for my seminars and I actually started using my own planner and I started it in um, the end of August last year. And I guess the most important part of it is that when I wake up, it wake up in the morning, I start by saying this little thing, I've been saying it for, as long as my kids were, I think three years old when I started. So I say that and I go through a process, I make my coffee, I really carve out time for myself in the morning and that morning routine, and then kind of turned into a little bit of an evening routine as well. Cause there's these questions that I have taught for a long time that I ask of our family. And um, I really made a concerted effort to recognize, you know, we can't give away what we don't have. And control the controllables, you know, all the things that we know. Um, but I found for me, it really, it really helped me stay intent and focused and grounded. And um, I, I decide in the morning if my, if my state changes or if something happens, part of the planner is I decide which of these things am I going to do? Am I going to text someone I love them just because? And when I get take a breath or journal, Am I going to get up and take a walk and move so I can create energy? And I really think that that, that probably has been the biggest thing in the last year that I've incorporated. Cause, cause you know, last year was, it was last year, it was 2020. I don't even know how to describe it. It was 2020. Yeah. 
I love that. And I love that one of the things that you suggested is the moving piece. Yeah. I feel like for entirely too long, we can choose by not choosing to be stagnant. And that hurts us. Yeah. You know, energy is created by movement. We, I think most of us know that, but the number of people that say, oh, well, I, if I had more energy, I would go work out. It's like, well, no, go work out and you'll have more energy. It's the opposite. And my husband was saying the other day, he's like, I really admire your discipline. You, you know, you don't miss a day. And I was like, I wish it was discipline. It feels like therapy. It's like my, it's my, <laughs> it's, I, I, I feel liberated. I love to dance. So I dance a lot, even if it's just putting on my favorite song to create energy and, and probably sound crazy or look crazy. If someone was just watching me throughout the day, who cares? Right. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> who cares? Um, I have an expression that I say to my kids all of the time, whenever they're, you know, throwing their exasperation at me is HK, who cares? And they're like, mom, who starts with a W? And it's like, yeah. And care starts with a C. You know, and it's like this. I love that. Okay, I'm adopting that. HK. I love that. Oh my gosh. For all the perfectionists, right? <laughs> yes. It's like you don't know which part to pick apart. And so you pick one and then it just ruins everything. <laughs> That's hysterical. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I I think that there's so much value in really adopting a mindset of HK. Like really being like, you know what? this is about me and this is my journey. And if dancing like a real idiot to Lizzo in the car is going to make <laughs> me feel more exuberant, I'm going to do that. And I don't care if that embarrasses the 12 year old. Yes. And, and Lizzo's on my playlist. I can tell you it's song number 12. <laughs> you know, the other thing I do is one of the things I've taught for years is when we do have those moments that are out of our control, the HK moments for you. Um, I was doing a podcast actually yesterday and it didn't record properly. And it took like three hours trying to figure it out. And so I was starting to get into that like frustrated state, but the word that I teach is like, how fascinating. Oh, I'm uh, stuck in traffic. There is an overturned car or whatever, you know, and you always hope they're okay, but you're stuck in traffic. It's like, how fascinating. And so that, that the two words I use your HK is oopsie and fascinating. Yes. Oopsie when it's my fault or I've done something wrong and fascinating when the universe is trying to teach me a lesson. That's such a really lovely way to look at it because it is fascinating. And it also draws us to a place of curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Which like always I, helpful. I, yeah. And then if you couple that with everything happens for my good and benefit, it's like, oh, how fascinating. This feels really frustrating, but something's good going to happen. And it did. I had to re-record the podcast and it was better than it was the first time. Right. I always find that things work out, especially in situations where I feel a lot of concern about letting other people down. It almost always is for everybody's good and benefit. As you say, you know, yeah. I had to, I needed just a little personal space. And so I had to ask for an extension on a project. And they're like, you know what, this is actually really great timing because we need to reevaluate the messaging that we gave you. And it's like, I could have really suffered. 
Yeah. And I chose to not suffer and it ended up being for the good and benefit of everything involved. And that happens so frequently. Yeah. And, and so what I love about that is that you heard your voice that you needed more time and you used your voice and you trusted it enough to say, you know what, I think I need an extension. And it just goes to show you when you start doing that and you start kind of recognizing it, then it encourages more of it. Um, I had the same thing. I had to postpone a call twice and I felt terrible. And she texted back and said, actually, this works out so much better for me because now I'm not going to be rushed. So you know, it's all about balance. It's, it's about balance and, and honoring your voice and making your needs and requests known at the same time as not being somebody who's like overly about themselves and, oh, I need this and I need that and all that. Yeah. How do we support women, our friends, our daughters, our family members, the people that we work with professionally in using their voice? What is something that we can actively do to support that? Well, I, I teach these 10 greatest gifts and 99 times out of a hundred, my answers defer to one of those. And one of the 10 greatest gifts is to honor and value differences in others. And so when they are expressing themselves or when you, if you just give an energy of honoring and valuing where someone is and seeing them, for who they are and recognizing everyone is, everyone wants to be seen for who they are and nobody is is just one dimensional. We're, we're so multi-dimensional. I, I, um, I think that's the most important thing that we can do is just really honor and value differences in each other. Um, you can't really judge when you're doing that and you're coming from a place of, of love. And I, I joke around sometimes like, you know, I know I'm going to end up loving whoever it is that I'm talking to. So I just start out that way. <laughs> I know I'm going to love them anyways. They just start out with that. And I think a lot of other people bring with them their life experience of being judged. And so offsetting that they can, they can be kind of on the lookout for things. So I think the way that we can support each other most is just understanding we're all on the same team. You know, it's called humanity and especially women, we're on the same team. And if we, if we treat each other as if on the same team with the same desired outcome, then we, yeah, we honor and value those differences in, in each other. That would be the thing that comes to my mind. I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that, Linda. I know that we have just a couple of more minutes together. Is there something that we haven't talked about today that you feel on your heart to share? I think the only thing that I would share is this last year, I took um, some time and putting clarity around what it is that I wanna teach and what I've been teaching for decades, I guess. And this idea of heroic joy is what emerged. And for women, especially, in the last year, we've talked a lot about the heroes on the front line. And my goodness, we know that they are like the fire fires here where I live in, in California, the firefighters, there are heroes, you know, the, the people that are going into the hospitals every single day, they are heroes. But I want women to recognize that when you live fully, passionately, and you're waking up every day, coming up against the obstacles of life, you're getting your kid to the doctor on time and you're actually putting makeup on, that that's heroic. That when you live life fully and passionately, 
and doing the very best that you can, I really feel like that is heroic. And it's also joyful when you are giving the best that you have to life. Um, one of my favorite quotes is to live life so fully that when death comes like a thief in the night, there's nothing left for him to steal. Mm. And, 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 and to me, that's living life heroically. And I want women to remember that while we do have heroes that we admire and look up to and they deserve our, you know, appreciation, we do too. And, and we're all kind of heroes in our own right, I think. I love that. We are, we are responsible for being our own heroes. And if our outcome is joy, then the journey is going to be quite joyful too. Yeah. And joy for me is, is experiencing joy, but also being joy. It's experiencing gratitude, but being grateful. It's experiencing respect, but also being respectful. So it's the combination of feeling and being. And that's what I feel like when you put those two things together, that's what heroic joy is. I like that. I think there's so much for us to live within that. Thank you. I did too. I had, I had help. I had help coming up with it. So (laughs) (laughs) as long as it feels like yours. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely definitely feels like mine. I, I, I had a a person that I was working with who I love dearly and and he really helped me um, bring that together. So how can people find you online, Linda? Um, just my name, I'm whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or what my website, it's lindacormier.com. And I spell my name with a Y. I have no idea why. My mother's from Nicaragua. It, so it should have been Linda with an I, but it's Linda with a Y. So yeah, Linda Cormier, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or my website. Awesome. Lightning round of questions. The go-to song when you need to up your energy. Oh, something's got a hold on me. It's from burlesque. It must be love. What time do you wake up? Usually around 6.30-ish. What does breakfast look like? I don't set an alarm, but my body wakes up around that time. What does breakfast look like? Starbucks Verona coffee, fresh ground in a French press with Italian sweet cream coffee mate and a little coconut cream. (laughs) Morning person or night owl? both. What's a book you've given or recommended the most? The Go-Giver. What can someone do to help you feel appreciated? Smile. (laughs) That's so nice. Linda, thank you so much for your time. I'm sure that we'll be following you and seeing how you embody and bring heroic joy to so many others. Thank you. Thank you so much.